And welcome back to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber. <laughs> you decided to join us. I'm here. This. <laughs> Our guest today is Richard Fields, who has written the book Awakening to Mindfulness, Ten Steps for Positive Change. So the question is now, Richard, and we uh-huh. talked about it right before we ended, how to change a deeply ingrained habit or addiction? Yeah, that's a good question. Um Change is a really uh, interesting uh, subject. Uh, we find there are different stages of change and different ways to prepare for change. And there's kind of quantum change, you know, which is like all of a sudden somebody does something. It's kind of an enlightenment where they, oh, this is what I have to do. Yeah. Uh, the, the first part, I think, is, is so important to being open to change. And um, denial has to be overcome to change uh, a habit. And denial stands for the, I don't, D-E-N-I-A-L, I don't even know I am lying. So um, if you're in delusion, and this is where Buddhism and mindfulness comes in, and if you're in delusion about what's happening, uh, then it's, you know, you're not recognizing the first step of change, which is that there's a need for change. So, uh, you know, the essence of bravery is to be uh, without delusion is something that Pima Chodron had talked about. Uh, So that would be the first step. Before you go to the next, excuse me, you know, I notice sometimes when I've denied, which to me is like um, I'm not quite ready to own it or I'm lying to myself deliberately. Um, It's like I do have an idea of what I'm uh, hiding, hiding from or trying to act like I don't really have to deal with this. It's not really part of the truth, but when all is said and done, actually, I do have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So I, my point is with denial, some parts of denial sometimes are conscious and, and not hidden. Well, um, I don't know if I'd call that denial. I would just, I would, that's awareness. You know, that's just the, but you're not ready. And, you know, you you, you might, you know, deceive yourself a little bit. But in, you know, but you know something's necessary on some level. Maybe maybe it is denial because you know I don't know. You just don't bring it to consciousness. Yeah, uh, I push it back so I don't have yeah. to face it. Yeah, and that's what's so cool about therapy uh, because you come into counseling and uh, I, you notice patterns and you know someone's talking about something they change the subject quickly. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Well, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Well, wait, wait. Well, look what just happened. You you really ran away from this issue. Yeah. You know. So. Uh, so ad- admitting uh, faults is part of the way. You know, it's like looking for the truth, and I guess that right. that ties into knowing yourself. You, you can't know yourself unless you're actually looking to be honest with your faults and and dealing with them, so that you do know yourself. Right, and recognizing your mistakes, and that's really nice. And what's nice about mindfulness is um, people avoid these knowing these things because they feel like it's permanent. You know, it's pervasive, it's personal. Oh, yeah. All these pessimistic, the three P's of pessimism are things uh, are, are permanent. You know, rather than you discover something about yourself, it hurts, but you don't have to say it's permanent, and you don't have to be into the past and how long you've done this. Yeah. You just have to look at okay, what am I going to do in the now? You know, uh, so there isn't a judgment about your faults. Yes. And you, you, and the the metaphor is you hold them and see them at arm's length, 
and you could smile at them and say, boy, look how, look how deceptive I am, or look, <laughs> look, yeah. look how manipulative I am. Yeah. I, I am really good at this. Uh, and smile at it and say, gee, I really don't think it serves me. I, I, this isn't something that I have to respond to. Right. You know, one of the things that slowed me down over the years is, uh, the act of being righteously handled. So it, it made me not look or it made me try to avoid certain things or act out something instead of just face it, relax, and go, look at this is going on now. What do we do about it? So I, right. I noticed that slowed me down some years. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I had the... Yeah, look at all the energy that went into <clears throat> thinking about Totally. Things. So I was... You didn't have to. Right. I was stuck in my own, uh, almost like an isolation kind of thing, because you don't want anyone else to know that, because you're trying to look handled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's, that leads to depression. Yeah. So um, um, I guess we have a little bit of time here. You talk about thinking outside the box. How valuable is that? we got about 20 seconds before break. And then we'll continue after. Okay, well, quickly write down, hope is... N-O-W-H-E-R-E. What do you see? I, I Some people see hope is nowhere. Okay. Some people see hope is now here. <laughs> Good, yeah. I had one person who saw hope I snow here. He was the avid skier. So your attitude and the way you look at things, that awareness, allows you, if you have a positive attitude and an open kind of attitude, you see more. Okay, break time. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves. Our guest today, Richard Fields, Awakening to Mindfulness, and we will be right back. 